Hello. Welcome back to the Chattahoochee Podcast, Episode 9. It's good to have you back. Hope everyone recovered from the uh, front porch party with the Judds. <laughs> rumor rumor has it it's still going on. Yeah. Wynonna <laughs> just won't shut it down. <laughs> she won't get in the house. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you, you guys have been um, really diving into the... Um, the Judd's back catalog and just to see what, what you guys like about the Judd's and um, if you agree with our uh, our picks. Hopefully so. If not, we can we can find a middle ground and just and just enjoy the Judd's together. I mean, we can turn it loose together. Yeah. You know. But wear your shouting <laughs> shoes or you're not allowed. <laughs> the line is there. Yeah. If you ain't putting on your shouting shoes and turning it loose, then. You you know where we're going and if you want to come to, shouting shoes required. <laughs> No shouting shoes, no service. <laughs> you, I think, uh, I think that's been the most fun episode for me so far. Yeah, I've looked forward to that one, and it was a good time, start to finish. Yeah, and what a great time because we got to talk about the Judds for yeah. ever and ever. <laughs> like you said, um, we when we first decided to do this podcast. That was one episode we were both like, that's going to be the greatest. That's yeah. going to be so much fun. And we were right. Man, here we are. This is episode nine. Can you believe it? We're about to hit double digits soon. Whoa. Wow. They said we wouldn't make it. Yeah. Look at us now. <laughs> Look at us now. <laughs> yep, episode nine. And um, tonight we are going to cover Mr. Clint Black. Yeah. We're not going to be killing no time. Nope. 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 Ain't going to do it. Just chatting <laughs> about the beauty that is Clint. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but before we put ourselves in Clint's shoes, uh, we're going to mix it up just for a minute. And uh, with a small new segment we're testing out called uh, Newer Than the 90s, which we're going to kind of chat about maybe some artists or songs that we've been listening to that are uh, newer than the 90s, you know, newer outside the, the realm 90s, of yeah. the 90s country area. Uh, so what do you have? Anything in particular? Well, yeah, I did, um, and when I was thinking about this, this newer than nineties, like I'm going into it thinking like these artists or these songs like carry kind of the same weight or the same feel as everything I love about nineties music, yeah. like nineties country music, you know. And um, I'll tell you, one artist in particular that has put out a bunch of really good stuff. Since she was gigantic in the nineties, it's Leanne Womack. Yes. I mean it's not it doesn't seem often that a lot of nineties country music, and I guess probably even earlier than that, like it seems like if you want to stay on the charts, you have to kind of bend a little bit. Conform to what's hip and cool at the moment. Yeah. And that's when you get um stuff like Tim McGraw's truck, yeah. And everything that Toby Keith is saying uh, for the past twenty uh, years, and why Toby? <laughs> and it kind of rem- makes me think of um, Harvey Dent on the um, the Dark Knight. Is it the Dark Knight Rises? It's I the one so. with the Joker. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. And uh, he says, "You either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain." Yeah. I think there's a lot of 90s country artists that have become the villain. Yeah. <laughs> and not that it, that um, 
some of these 90s people have, you know, completely died out. They've just stuck to their roots, and sometimes that means you're not at the top of the country, country in quotations, yeah, country charts anymore. But they're at the top of our hearts for st- sticking to their guns and making the music that they want to make. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, Leon Womack put out a record a couple years ago. There's a track on there called The Lonely, The Lonesome, and The Gone. And it it is such a well written country song. I have to check that one out. Man, it is good. Like she's talking about how she's kind of like it's kind of a slot against modern country and how they uh, they want to claim that these feelings that they have are like a like a Hank song and they're just not. No, not even close. And there's a line in it. This is. I don't know why no one sings about drowning in pitchers and half-price wings, trying to wish back everything you've lost. Ooh, it wow. is so good. But by the end of the song, she's like, well, I guess in some ways, you know, every heartache is like an old Hank Williams song. And it is it just kind of ties everything together. I'm like, this is such a refreshing, sad country song to hear in the year 2020, 2021. You know? Lean only hits dingers. <laughs> she's crushing him out of the park every time and uh, and it's cool like talking about how like i think in 2000 she came out with i hope you dance mm-hmm. which was i mean crossover hit big pop oh, hit yeah. and everything that she could have easily gone like the pop route and just kept going yeah but she's like now nah, let's stay true to my roots and she has you know forever and always <laughs> yeah she's amazing she's so good what you got um, for me, um, it's a few tracks I've been jamming lately, or there were things I've been like listening to, but something that had released more recently was, a, it's been on probably YouTube for a minute, but there's a uh, cover done by Cody Johnson where he covers Willie Nelson's Sad Songs and Waltzes, yes. which is an amazing Willie Nelson yes. song that I just feel like doesn't get enough recognition mm-hmm. within the catalog of hits that yeah. Willie has. But they recently released a version where Cody Johnson and Willie Nelson do it together. That's cool. And it is beautiful. And That's cool. Willie hasn't lost it, you know? He's still no. got it. No. No, he's still got it. If you haven't heard that one, that one's a great one to check out. Heck yeah. Um, and just in general, too, with in, I guess kind of coincidence with our 90s country talk, I've been listening to a lot of Midland. Man, Midland is, is good. So amazing. And I feel like more than anything, they just give me hope for the like the country group. Yeah, harmonies are not gone; that they still exist because right. they do it so well. And not like Rascal Flatts harmonies. No, none of that. Like this is like like Diamond Rio esque harmonies. Like There's it's very good. No, hey baby, is that you? Wow, your hair got so long. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> How about they spent like what do you figure four or five days writing that line? <laughs> Help us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, you know, they have the classics. There's um, uh, Drinking Problem, which is just clever all around, and it's yeah. just country to its core. Uh, cheating songs. And the newest single they have is also amazing, which is uh, Sunrise Tells the Story. Yeah. Yeah, you sent that to me. That's very good. Yeah, that's super good. They're doing it well, and they're doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> I like that burn. What 
Is it called Burnout? Watching cigarettes yeah. burn. And they get love it. the harmonies kick in. That's man, that's really good too. They are very, very talented. Yeah. Like you said, they kind of give you hope for what country could come yeah. back to, you know. More <laughs> more of that, please and thank you. Yes. Uh another good one. I, I know there there are several that we talk about often. I mean, like everybody knows that Chris Stapleton is fantastic. Like he's gonna be at the top of country music. And just because he is so good. Future Hall he of is, Famer. Yeah, yeah, he is so daggone good. Like, he doesn't have to play into the formula of, like, the like the pop country or, like, the country for people that don't like country music, you know, yeah. which is kind of, like, what I feel country music has become. It's kind of yeah. like, okay, let's appeal to, like, the whole world instead of just, like, country but you don't have to do that. Just be really, really good like Chris Stapleton. Yeah, like he, he could come out at the Opry and sing The Wheels on the Bus Go Round and Round, and, I'm, and I'll probably cry. Like, yeah, just, he, like, This is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> More. <laughs> and, of course, we, we've talked about Tyler Childers several times. Like he's kind of carrying the torch, too, with this like yeah. the good, honest country music, you know. That's when I spend pretty often on a regular yeah. basis just because it's yeah. – Musically, it's it's amazing. I love the sounds, and he's just man, he's so smart as a songwriter. Yeah. Well, um, one more that I'm I like quite a bit is uh, Coulter Wall. Man, can't go wrong there. <laughs> he's writing. He's if if you don't know, what you need to just pause this and go check out his top tracks on Spotify. But um, he's a dude from uh, from Canada. That uh, I mean, he wears a Stetson hat. He's a young guy. And he's got the like this super deep, cool voice, and he just sings cowboy songs like straight up. Like some of the terminology he uses, I'm like, I don't really know what that means. I'm gonna have to Google mm-hmm. what yeah. that item is that he's talking about, like riding this horse. But it, he's just like songs about ranching and stuff like. It's, it's so good. Such a very um, storyteller esque yes, the way that he very much sings and his songs and performs them. Yeah. And it's just like one after another, you just get hooked in. You just want to keep listening when you hear him. Yeah, for sure. It's like it's almost like like he's from another time. You know, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's a song I've been been jamming. Uh, I write an old paint. And just, oh yeah, it is very good. It's from that latest record he put out, and it's super good. I'm I'm digging that a lot. I think the only other one I had um, is a fun one. Aubrey Sellers. Yeah. Which you turned me on to. Yeah, yeah. And uh, little known fact, Leanne Womack's daughter. And <laughs> I feel like eventually, like, if you listen to her long enough, you'd have to be like, if you've heard Leanne Womack, you'd be like, wait, she sounds almost exactly like her. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's impressive. Uh, but she has a track that's real groovy I'm into that she does with Steve Earle. That's and they cool. sound so good together. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like they're meant to do songs together. Yeah. But they do uh, My Love Will Not Change, which is originally like a, when they first released, like a bluegrass tune. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's very cool. But they do like a more like, I guess, like kind of starts off like a psychedelic rock vibe to yeah. it. Yeah. But man, they really jam on that. Yeah, that's, I mean, her stuff, like she's put out, put out two really good full-length records already. Like very, very good. Yeah. and. It's it's everything that I like about music. Like if you got like the nineties country ish kind of feel to it, mm-hmm. but you also have like this rock with all kinds of guitar pedals and stuff like yeah. that. Like it's everything that I love about music right now, you know. And Steve Earl's there. <laughs> and Steve Earl's there. Fuzz pedals, I mean 
What she's else can you ask for, you know? She's got a killer voice. Yeah, if you have not heard, you'll want to listen. For sure. For sure. But I, think that's, I think that's all my tunes I had for uh, Newer Than 90s. Yeah, Newer Than 90s. Yeah, we're going to... We're going to probably continue to do that ever so often. Yeah. Just as a, you know, let's share some good tunes and put some good music out there that everyone can enjoy. And you guys do the same. You know, if you're listening to some good stuff, you think we'll enjoy it, send it our way. Yeah. Yeah. Tag us, send it to us. uh, Let us know. We would love to check it out to uh, hopefully see a collective light at the end of the tunnel of all this. (laughs) But uh, now, you know, the moment we've all been waiting for, mm-hmm. us and everybody at the 1994 Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> it's time for Clint Black. It is time. <laughs> so, um, if you don't know much about Clint, shame, first of all. <laughs> he is someone that you should know. Well, if you don't know the name or you can't recognize the songs right off, as soon as you hear it, you're like, okay, I know Clint Black. Very dis- distinguishable, unique voice. Yeah, from Clint. for sure. For sure. Uh, but the history of Clint Black begins uh, February of 1962. Um, he was born in New Jersey. And before he was a year old, his family would pick up and relocate to uh, Texas. And from a young kid, he would pick up a harmonica and start playing that. Um, and then a few years later, he'd pick up a guitar, start learning that. And, you know, why not keep going and then he'd slowly make his way into writing some songs yeah as a young yeah. teenager which is pretty impressive um from there clint would you know kind of continue to perfect his talents and maintain practicing as a musician uh, and a songwriter and after some time uh, it would lead to an encounter with a fellow named uh, hayden nicholas who was also a guitarist and songwriter um, the two of them would kind of form a connection and a bond with each other. Um, and they get together and kind of start songwriting together mm. and putting together some demos because uh, Hayden had like a garage studio where they kind of yeah. had the ability to cut some stuff. And uh, one of the first songs that they would write together and and record as a demo would be Nobody's Home. And then <laughs> shortly after, they would get it into the uh, the hands of a music promoter. And that music promoter would in turn pass it into the hands of Bill Ham, who was, at the time, the manager of none other than ZZ Top. ZZ Top. <laughs> Can you imagine one of the first songs that you ever let somebody hear is Nobody's Home? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're both amazed song. and hurt. Yeah. <laughs> this is both beautiful and painful. <laughs> so, yeah, after their... Um, Encounter there with a music promoter and getting it in the hands of Bill Ham. Um, they would end up signing a deal with RCA Records. Yep. Uh, they'd record a debut album. And on that debut album itself, Clint himself solely would pin four songs on his own. And the rest he would co-write with uh, him and Hayden. That, that to me, is it's nothing short of amazing. That, yeah. like, like, as, you know, young men, they're like, okay, let's... Let's let's kind of start writing together, recording together a little bit, and those that's the songs that you come up with for real, yeah. And to, and to have the ability one to where the record company's like, okay, yeah, we trust your songwriting ability, yeah, go for it. You write your own songs, but also in lieu of like your traditional uh, session artist, you know, where a producer probably has like thirty people on thirty people a barrel on speed dial, you can just be yeah. like, hey, 
come play your you're an amazing musician <laughs> they let them put together like essentially their road band to be their session artist that's so cool yeah that's so cool and and, and i think it would have to have been really cool for his like band members too like cuz they have so much even they have so much more invested than yeah. just playing all these songs at the shows like they had a hand in like a arra- arranging all these different like instruments and stuff like that for the record and it has to just as a whole you know like vibe together so much better and probably make a better record as a whole when just the guys that you're playing with not in and not out yeah. on the road 300 days a year yeah the guys in the studio with you it <laughs> yeah. makes for a better time i would say yeah absolutely yeah that that's so cool uh but with that debut album the first single to release uh was better man which now is, the one from Pearl Jam or yeah, <laughs> I need to cover of Pearl Jam. Good <laughs> way. And that would be the first single in 15 years that would debut at number one on the charts for a male country artist. <laughs> and then by years in that year in '89, uh, both Better Man and Killing Tom would hold the number one and number two spot on the charts. Which at that time was a feat that hasn't been accomplished since Hank Williams Sr. That is, that's uncanny. That's in, that's incredible. That's a way to close out Gosh. the year and start the year 1990 is having the number one and number two <laughs> songs on top of the <laughs> Billboard charts. <laughs> that is great. Clint let him know that he was here for a long time. <laughs> uh, gosh, there's. I mean, you've got some really good records to come out in 89, in 90. Like, he, was, he was part of what they call the class of 89, which is, you know, Clint Black, Travis Tritt, Alan Jackson, Garth Brooks, yeah. Mary Chapin Carpenter. I saw people throw her in there, too. Yeah. That's a lot, a of, lot of good stuff to come out all at once. A lot of icons of the era yeah. just in one, that one year. Yeah. And for that one year to him to have both – the number one and number two spot. <laughs> yeah. And then even seen two where they talked about, they did a poll from that year, 1990, who they thought would be the most successful entertainers going forward. Mm. Number one was Garth Brooks. Mm. And just like three or four votes off behind him was Clint Black. Man. So he's neck and neck with who would, with an artist who would be entertainer of the year, year after year yeah. after year. Yeah. Another little uh, factoid about Clint Black. In 91, he was voted one of the 50 most beautiful people in the world. I can see that. <laughs> I, would, I would say he's easily top 20 probably, you know. Like. <laughs> not, just, not just 50 most beautiful men in the world. Beautiful people. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, okay, Clint Black, he is a specimen. Yeah. <laughs> Truly, inside and out, he just seems like the most pure of heart, beautiful person. Like he's got like the smiling eyes at yeah. all times. You know, he I, okay. Five people will understand this joke, but to the five of you that get it, you're welcome. He looks exactly like the mom on Garfield Christmas. <laughs> and I don't know if you know <laughs> what I'm talking about, but now you're going to go Google it and you'll be like, "Oh my gosh, he actually it's does." Him. <laughs> he just has that way about him to where I feel like if you watch him in like interviews between now or in the past, like whether it's one person he's talking to or seven or eight people he's talking to, mm. slowly 
over a few minutes as he's talking to them because he is just exudes like joy and is mm-hmm. always smiling. Yeah. Slowly, everybody else in the room is just also smiling because yeah. that's what that's what Clint Black does when yeah. he's in a room. Yeah. And then he sings. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> like you brought us so much joy, and now you're going to play us songs like you're one of a kind. <laughs> I have a feeling that's one of his qualities that kind of got him into like like doing TV and movie stuff. Oh yeah. Is that you know, he's just like like you want to see and hear this dude talk, you know. <laughs> no, he has that uh his own little show now that uh was it Talking in Circles. Talking in Circles, you know, which yeah. Which I need to check out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh one more thing I found out that he has his own coffee company. Well, I know what I'm drinking from now on <laughs> yep. for the rest of my life. It's called like Clint Black Cowboy Coffee or something like that. I'm like, okay, I need to go to that website instantly and order some of those mean beans, you yeah. know. <laughs> I'm going to put myself in Clint's shoes and wake up with a cup of that. <laughs> cup of coffee in the morning. But man, what, uh, let's see, for Clint, 22 number one hits in total. Oh my God. Wow. And he would have four number one singles out the gate on his debut album. An album, once Gosh. again, that he had soul or some co-writing credits on every mm. track. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Like, Who else? Not many people are doing that. I mean, Alan Jackson, you know, yeah. name somebody else, you know? Well, I mean, wait. golly, that's talent. Truly. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into our um top tracks for clint black how'd you feel about making this one is this was this a difficult one to place your tracks my one through five wasn't bad mm-hmm. my honorable mentions i had one song fighting for that last spot and uh even up till like right before we started recording this episode i could not decide which one like i just just had to make a quick decision because, like, that's how close that number eight spot was. Yeah. How about for you? Well, this one was a rare occasion where, like, I try to listen to as much of every artist that we're covering mm-hmm. as I possibly can right. when I have the time. This one where I had a lot of spare time where I was working on the garage paint and some stuff. And I was like, okay, I was like, I'm just going to download everything from, you know, start to finish. Yeah. And we'll just shuffle. And if I hear something I like, I'll throw that on a separate playlist to dwindle yeah. down from. Right. And um, I listened to a lot of Clint Black songs. I loved a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there were a, a grouping of certain songs that I unintentionally chose from. I was very surprised at the end of what I ended up really? with as a top five in honorable Ooh, mentions, Jim. Okay, okay. I have a feeling we're not going to go uh, go three deep like we did last time together. There'll be no front porch parties this week. I don't <laughs> no, I don't think so. Because like, I will say a lot, if well, most of mine were, you know, straight from the hits, you know. Yeah. Because, I mean, his hits are so daggone good. We could be wrong. We could, we yeah. could you know, see a sweep again on the top we three. We will see. We, we, we will see. Time can only tell here. But the judge, that was just, it was a magical moment. We'll see. We don't, one day it'll happen again. <laughs> We should have bought lottery tickets that day. Yeah, that, that would have been the smart <laughs> choice, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let's get into our honorable mentions, which will claim spots six through eight on our on our top picks here. 
You want to lead us off here? Oh, I'll get my feet wet here. All right, let's do it. I want to pop these shoes off, and I'm going to put myself in Clint's shoes. My first <laughs> one at number eight is put yourself in my shoes. Put yourself in my shoes. All yep. right, all right. Uh, this one came out in 1990, uh, title track, and first single from his sophomore album. Once again, this one was co-written with Clint and Hayden, and they did a fantastic job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, this would climb all the way to number three on the charts. So that's not bad. This is another great Clint. <laughs> nope. Not bad at all. You can get Bronze ain't bad at all, you know. No. <laughs> you're on the podium. <laughs> you're on. You're up there. <laughs> um, man, I just really dig his voice in this one. Like, yeah. At, at times, I feel like he kind of sounds kind of just like a, a this mythical creature. It's a bird I've never heard before. <laughs> like when he just lets those notes carry out. Like here I am in the woods. I'm like, what does that sound? That's Clint Black. That's he's that, calling out. It's a wild Clint Black calling out your name. It's got like some uh, fun bluesy vibes about it, and yeah. they have like they use like the kind of like the Stevie Ray Vaughan tone on some of their guitar licks. Yeah, and it's kind of a, a nostalgic track for me too, just because as a young kid, like three and four, that one stuck out to me just because of the harmonica. Yeah, I just thought that was an amazing thing, an amazing instrument that you can make all kinds of cool sounds with. Yeah, and uh, one of my grandfathers used to play guitar and. And play harmonica at the yeah. same time and sing. That's and I was just always so mesmerized. Like, man, <laughs> this is some of the coolest noises I've ever heard thus far in my life at like four. Like, <laughs> yeah. Is there cooler stuff than this? Like, <laughs> I remember that a lot too growing up with my dad playing harmonica and banjo and all that, yeah. all that kind of stuff. That's another one that, like, that's an instrument that I, I never could really, like, I couldn't grasp it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I saw somebody said once, um, Harmonica is a really humiliating instrument if you're not very good at it. <laughs> It'll humble you. Yep, yep. Or make you feel like garbage. <laughs> but man, Clint Black, he can absolutely shred harmonica. Yep, yep. There's a track we might end up talking about where it's got a real big intro of just straight up harmonica riffing for yeah. a minute, you know. <laughs> Okay, what do you have for your first honorable mention? Well, here's the one that uh, that barely barely made it in, but uh, squeaked on by. Yep, when my ship comes in. Ooh, that, that's a Gonna good one. Sail right out of Colorado. I think the lyrics are so cool to this song, it, and um, you've got like the cool little guitar riffs. Like I, I really like how the song is arranged. Mm -hmm. Like you like the chord changes I feel like are really different. But and then you've got these cool little um like steel licks too yes. here in the, the and I think that's and it's got really everything musically that I love about a lot of the songs we cover. Like yeah. it, it's got the sweet like like the the fiddle saw in here and there. Yeah. It's got the cool, like, electric riffs. They've got a little bit of twang to them. And then you've got your steel guitar. It's just, it's got everything. It's you got know? it all jam-packed into one tune. Really, really catchy chorus. Really catchy. I think that he is, one, not only just a great songwriter, but he's just a really clever songwriter. Yeah. And it's the way he pieces together his verses and choruses. Yeah. Yep, Absolutely. Okay, next honorable mention for me, number seven we're at. Yep, let's see it. No Time to Kill. No Time to Kill, that's a good one. Uh, once again, another track pinned by the combo of uh, Black and Hayden Nicholas. 
Uh, came out in 93. This one would debut at number 57 on the charts and finish its climb at number three. Number three. Yeah. Another bronze. Another bronze. Another bronze medal. I feel like it's just a, a killer song. It's a tune that, like, lyrically, I feel like it has a lot of wisdom in it. Um, and I feel like that's one of those songs I talk about being a clever songwriter. I feel like they really mm-hmm. outdid themselves with this one. Um, I wanted to pick some, like, favorite lines from this one to share just to express that. But I feel like I could easily just sit here and quote the whole song from start to finish because yeah. it's that well written. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in verse two, it says, if we'd known 10 years ago today would be 10 years from now, will we spend tomorrow's yesterday's and make it last somehow? Mm. It's like, psh, big brain, Clint, calm down. <laughs> big big brain under that big black hat. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the third verse, because, you know, he he had that much great lyrical content, he's like, you know what? One more verse. Let's, <laughs> why not? Um, would we escalate the value to be worth its weight in gold, or would we never know the fortunes that we had till we grow old? It's like wow, it's deep, Clint. Just give me like one of those tearaway calendars where it has words of wisdom every day. (laughs) That's just Clint Black quotes. That's what I need. Inspire me every morning, Clint. (laughs) All right, number seven, and this might be the most wild card for me. This is probably the most like out of the. Out of like the major hits mm-hmm. that I'm that I'm veering off the path, off of his first record, you're gonna leave me again. Ooh, Man, it's good. That is a good one. It's very. You're gonna leave me again. And like something I think is super cool about Clint Black's like whole discography, like I feel like there weren't any times where he sounded like like that he hadn't grown into his shoes yet. Like he yeah. has been very great vocally from his first record on like it, it it's like there was no growing pains like he sounds like clint black on his first record just like he does on all the other ones i'll tell you have you came across any of these little snippets of him like uh just doing vocal warm-ups pre-show or Ooh, just I like to watch that yeah he's just very serious about that he wants to put on a good show for yeah people. yeah yeah i think that's the most impressive thing about that that track is just like that cool little vocal run when he uh, again drops it real low, yeah. you know? And I also like how like, like the timing of the song goes kind of wild. Like on that, like, that's not really like, that's not super standard is for like no. the timing to be jostled up on country songs. I think it's really Especially cool. Especially in 89. In 89, you know, <laughs> did he create math rock? <laughs> I, that's I'm just gonna live my life believing that. Yeah. Thanks, Clint, for Man Rock. <laughs> Norman Jean, number one inspiration, Clint Black. Black's first record. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man. Okay, we're working on our uh, going into our last honorable mention here. Yep. Number six. I'll be gone. I'll be gone. I'll be gone. Okay. Okay. Comes from the debut album, which I mean, this that debut album is just loaded oh, with killer songs. For real, um, absolutely. Surprisingly, this one was not a single, but I mean, there's a lot of great songs on there. I understand. Yeah, can't all can't release an album with ten singles. I understand. <laughs> I get it. But man, this one's a toe tapper. Yeah, and they just have this really fun, like beefy, chunky guitar tone that they use sometimes, and mm-hmm. it's in that song. 
Yeah. And it, I think it just makes the track. It just fits in so well with the sound. Um, it only runs for like two and a half minutes, but they still find time just to like jam with like an instrumental break in there. Cause there's only like uh, a verse and mainly like a single verse and like a short verse and they're just jamming and playing courses. Yeah. That's good. But a, a fantastic Clint Black song that you probably haven't heard a lot of. Give her a spin. My number six. Um, this this song I originally didn't have it in like in my lineup at all. Like not and even consideration. No, it was it was way down on my list because I'll generally start with like I don't know like twenty songs or mm-hmm. so. Like sometimes even more when it came to like. Vince Gill, the judge, like you've got so many songs on there, you got to dwindle down. And this was way down there, but every time it would come up and I would listen to it, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to bring it a little bit closer, a little bit closer. And it made it all the way up to number six, Like the Rain. I played with that one. That's that's a really good song. I I heard that song a lot growing up, like so much on the radio. But I think it's it's super cool. I mean, you might think it's cheesy like it, when it starts out with, like, the rain sound. I was like, but, you know, for a radio hit to have, like, some kind of, like, effecty kind of thing like that, mm-hmm. like, that's cool. It, that, that's cool, you It's know? a great song, and it plays into the whole, like, very clever songwriting. You know? Yeah. I never liked the rain until I sat and listened to this song in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that did it. Ever you know? since. Ever since. Until <laughs> you walked in it with Clint. And now every time when it rains, I can't. This is all I hear. I don't even hear the sound of the raindrops hitting. I just hear Clint. (laughs) That I feel like too. This is um, this is his version of um, (laughs) Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. And (laughs) and the reason I say that is it's got like the (laughs) the verses do this cool like musical walk down. That's not like I don't know. It's not super standard. Like it drops a little bit lower, then a, low, a little bit lower, and and that's what it reminds me of is the verses of Lucy in the Sky. But um, yeah, that's that's they have like some verb on the like the drum fills too in there. Yeah. Where they just choo, choo, choo. It's like the Phil Collins style <laughs> fills. Choo, 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 choo. <laughs> like the rain. And then he does that cool little like out of nowhere and the night falls on a better day. Like mm-hmm. it. Like, okay, I didn't expect that, Clint, but keep going, man. Yeah. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> Don't stop now, man. What else you got? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there, there's, there, we did it again. There was our, uh, <laughs> our honorable mentions. Now it comes the fun part. The top five. Top five. You want to kick off the top five? Sure, sure. My number five is... Nothing but the taillights. Mm. That this song was on the radio all the time. This is when a yeah. This is a very good song. That's like uh, it's um, another toe tapper. It's it's very cool. Like I, this song is one of those kind of kind of cool songs that you can visualize the song playing out. Like we yeah. talked about last time, like last episode about country songs with really good stories. And like that, it's it's another one of those stories where you can visualize poor old Clint Black standing out beside the road, yeah. and like the entire song because he paints the picture so well, you know. Really does. <laughs> That's a pair of taillights you never see again. It's very very good. 
If you don't like Clint Black, well, you you've seen a pair of taillights you're never going to see again. We'll see you later. <laughs> Done. <laughs> it's about as lonely as a highway will ever be for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my first one in the top five for yep. me. What you got? Live and learn. Live and learn. Yeah. Okay. Another not a single from the album Killing Time in '89. Yeah. God, what a uh, record! Very carry, very you know catchy, very simple tune musically. Um. It wasn't even intended to be on the album. Oh, sometimes just, those are the best ones, yeah. though. And this is the album closer. And more impressively is that Clint Black said he he wrote this just kind of for fun in like 15 minutes. <laughs> just just for funsies. No big just deal. for fun. I was going to write an awesome song. Just, you know. Not even going to put it on the album. <laughs> but that's how we know he has the goods, you know. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was so neat. Because he does like a anniversary of like 25 years of Killing Time, where they yeah. did like a re-release and they have like some interviews and stuff from that. Oh man! But he says that musically for that, he was kind of inspired by the uh, guitar pieces from Dolly Parton's Jolene, is where oh. he kind of got some of the little hammer-ons and stuff like that that he uses in his guitar licks on that. But man, there's some good lines in that, which is uh, I think my favorite is. I've stopped looking for questions. I've got only suggestions. Black and white can only turn to gray. In time, we're all going to find out. Our time's all going to wind out. Oh, my gosh. 15 minutes. 15 minutes. 15 minutes. (laughs) I couldn't write you if you're happy and you know it in 15 (laughs) minutes, you know. (laughs) All right, number four. A good run of bad luck. Ooh. From Maverick, aka best movie yeah, ever made. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in years, but I, I must go back and watch it. Yeah, Clint's made me want to watch that. Yeah, and um, I I refreshed on the uh, the music video because that's another thing I had not seen. It's cool in years. Well, when your lap steel player is playing a flying V lap steel. Yeah, you're pretty cool. You made it. <laughs> he's like, he's not playing an instrument in it. He's just like walking around singing on like all these cards. Because mm-hmm. if you don't know, Maverick was all about riverboat gambling. You know, yep. Mel Gibson and the gang. Mm-hmm. And uh, so his band is all just kind of like standing up playing. The dude's standing up with a sweet V lap steel. And he's just walking around singing like, this is awesome. <laughs> and then it's like, like flipping back before. Back and forth between yeah. there and the movie, you know. But um, it's one of those songs when I was younger, like I didn't know any of the words to this song. It's kind of like uh, Garth Brooks ain't going down to the sun comes up. Like you know all the sounds of the entire song, mm-hmm. but you don't know any of the words. No, not a clue. <laughs> it's like no, going on the bottom line. Take it away, Clint. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell him, Clint. <laughs> it, and most of these songs that we talk about, especially like the hits, we know like every word of almost every song. Yeah. But every once in a while, you'll get one like this. You're like, okay, I love the song because of how the song sounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, he's throwing out numbers and all this stuff. Like, listen, Clint, I'm not here to do math, but I do no, like this I'm song. Here for a good time, not not these fancy <laughs> equations. <laughs> Time and place. Time and place. So, yeah, that's my number four. 
All right, number four for me. This is another one from Killing Tom. Straight from straight from the factory. Yeah. Yep. And uh, another another testament to the talents of Clint Black and Hayden Nicholas, because this is another track that they say that they put this song together in about twenty minutes. That's insane. Yeah. And that's a toe tapper. It really is. It is. It's got real heavy like western. Western swing, like George Strait vibes about it, like yeah, early George Strait that's vibes. What it, that's what it reminds me of, is it's early of, George. Oh, yeah. It's one of those ones I feel like I could uh, just listen to like the fiddle and the steel guitar and yeah. pull everything else down. Absolutely. And I could listen to that for hours. <laughs> this is the opener on the debut album. First track on there. And what a way to start out, because it's only like two minutes at best, a little over two minutes. But they jam down, and in a two minutes and like 12 seconds, they find time to be like, all right, everybody shred your instrument for like 10 seconds apiece. First track of the song, let's let everybody know what we're about. And that just goes to show, like we were talking about, their um, the session band was just like his road band. Like that just yeah. goes to show how good they were of a band that they were, you know? That's so. That's yep. super cool. That's awesome. This is one that I, I challenge you all to put on and try not to dance to. Good luck. <laughs> it won't happen. No, nope. I was in the garage and it was like eighty five degrees, painting, pouring the sweat. And this one came on. I I took two minutes and cut a rug. <laughs> Number three. three. Number three. Oh, here we go. The top it's three. It's getting close. It's getting close here. Does magic happen? Killing time. Ooh. That baritone guitar riff like instantly drags me in. I yeah. love it so much. And I I went back and watched the video to this one too. It's a and, good one. And which, you know, that's a very early acting Clint Black in that video. Like he comes in like he's in this diner, he's like mm-hmm. talking to all the workers. That'll he tries to sneak a kiss with the older lady behind the counter and all that stuff. She's like, "Oh, you get away!" And all, but <laughs> and um, so he just kind of walks. He's like, "Sorry, I'm late." Everybody just picks his guitar up and just the dude with like this funky looking old Dan Electro bear tone yeah. kicks up the door. <laughs> So he's just singing in this diner. It has to be in Kentucky because everybody's smoking in there, and it's like right in the middle of the day. It's yeah. not. It's not a bar, you know. Yeah. But they've got. They're like. It's almost like they're like the house band for yeah. this place. And then you've got this random, like, super sad older dude in the back sitting at a table by himself. He's got like six empty beer bottles and like all these old pictures of this lady, like. Man, this is a sad dude. Right in the middle of the day, he's going to Huddle House and just <laughs> smoking a pack of cigs. What a and time to scrapbook. <laughs> That's a really good video to a really good song, though. Yeah. Gosh, what a song. <laughs> Maybe he thought, you know, it was, she was the first thing that I thought of when I tried to drink her off my mind. So I thought, you know what? Forget it. Let's scrapbook. Now's, now's the time. <laughs> Man, what a what a first lyric to come out of the gate with on that song. Yeah, that's the one we talked about at some point previously, and being like, we love these songs mm-hmm. as tiny humans and young kids. Yeah, and that was one of those ones that is so good, and you love it. I knew all the words to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And but what what could we relate to? <laughs> like, so we're pounding Kool Aid jammers. <laughs> yeah, pop a top again, boys. <laughs> 
<laughs> It'll be a long day. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to have another Sunny D after yeah. that one. <laughs> you know, Capri Sun. Currently <laughs> off the hard stuff. <laughs> Getting loose, killing time. Number three for me. Nobody's home. Ooh, number three. Yeah. Huh? Oh my gosh. Can you guess what album this comes from? Let me guess. <laughs> Debut album. Killing time. Yep. Uh, this one was released as the third single from the album. Uh, it was also his third number one hit. How about that? Gosh. It's meant to be. <laughs> and like I said earlier, this was the first song that uh, Clint and Hayden had demoed together. Mm-hmm. And the kind of track that kind of got their foot in the door for them. Right. And this was interesting, too, just like in that Killing Time for 25 years. Yeah. Um, he talks about that he was writing that one like while he had a fever, and he just kind of like passed through the house and like had a desk there where he'd write down his notes or musical ideas. Yeah. And he'd just write a few lines at a time, you know, probably go pass out for a minute because he had a fever. <laughs> yeah. Wake back up and be like, oh, I've got some more. He comes jog. out of a fever dream and writes yeah. a number one hit. Yeah. that's Don't we all? You know. <laughs> As it come out of a fever dream, I just feel like I'm dead for two days. Yeah. <laughs> The last thing I am when I'm sick is creative. Yeah. (laughs) I'm barely human. He's like Superman, it turns (laughs) out. I just feel like he does a killer job of, like, conveying, going through the motions and not being present. And I think the best lines in that whole song are, I'm half a man with half a mind to think you didn't care. Like That's good. On a fever, folks. Like, wow. (laughs) That is good. Holy moly. It's number two. Number two. Better man. Better man? Oh, wow. Yeah. Leaving here. Better, Better man. man. That's another one that just like shows his vocal talent. And obviously, it's from his debut album again. Yeah. I, I just can't get over how many good songs is on his first record. It is insane. One, it's hard to find albums that you can listen to all the way through. You know, that every mm-hmm. track just connects with you. Yeah. But on a debut album, like when you're just first getting out there and usually record labels are just throwing songs at you being like, here, record this and this. Like, man, yeah. what a killer album. Yeah, we talked about all the struggle that uh, Shenandoah went through, like finding their own voice on their first record. Because yeah. like, they were just playing what they were kind of told to play. Yeah. But when you bring songs like this to the table, I mean, that are undeniably good. And that's... They're probably just like, we'll see ourselves out. You got it. Yeah. Yeah, you just let us know when you're done. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Knowing you this way. Ah, man. That was his first number one hit. First number one hit. Jeez. One other record... That was just great from the from the get go. Alan Jackson here in the real world. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, that's and these are coming out at the same time. Imagine living, oh, which I guess we did, but we were. <laughs> we also came out in 1989. <laughs> a lot of good releases. That year. Yeah, a lot of a lot of good ones. <laughs> but man, imagine being like a fan of country music. And 1989, and all these records coming out at the same time. Like, this is the best thing that's ever happened, and you don't even know it. 
<laughs> We've been like early adulthood in '89. Like he just traveled the country seeing all these headliners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We might have um, we might have started started like a country band instead of whatever it was we I, did. That would have know? that would have probably been the case. Yeah. <laughs> Heavily influenced by the class of '89. Yeah. That's the name. We just wear, you know, those those '90s uh, Letterman jackets. It's class of '89 on the back. <laughs> we need to make those anyway. Yes, <laughs> class of '89. Man, oh man, what you got? Number two. Number two. Killing time. Oh my gosh, we've we've mixed these up a little bit, haven't we? Yeah, we we were a few clicks off, but we were close. Yeah, we were we we weren't quite top three altogether, no. but you probably don't need to know at this point. But yeah, debut album because it's named after it. Yeah. Um, it's second number one hit and I love then like the go back and forth between there's like an interview with him and Hayden both when they mm. talk about like they kind of have different tales on who came up with the hook for that song yeah and then for them from their perspective it was kind of them like waiting on their first album to come out and it taking forever and being like this killing time's killing yeah. me <laughs> but then kind of turning that into a, a more country ballad-esque right and man, it works so well. And like some of their other tracks, like Straight from the Factory or Live and Learn, you know, they run like 15 to 20 minutes. They yeah. say this is one that they'd wrote, and then they spent literally like a month trying to find the mm. end for the chorus. And then Clint City just came in one day and had the Killing Time for Eternity. Yeah. And that oh, was, my gosh. That was the seal of approval. It was ready to go then. He does, he, he has some. Good growls in there. That if I call myself. Yeah. Oh, man, that's good. I love it. Sounds that. like, a, like I said, it's a mythical creature out there in the woods you've never heard. <laughs> He's calling to me. <laughs> it's a wild Clint. Well. We've arrived at the end of the road. Yep. Yep. You could probably guess, but I'll go ahead and tell you. What is it? Nobody's home. I knew it. Yeah. I, you knew it, didn't you? I knew it. <laughs> Is that our top three? We just we just jumbled up. Yeah, they're they're the same. They're just in a little bit of a different order. <laughs> oh man, I love this song. I think it is so. Like you said, it's like it puts you in the mind of somebody just going through the motions. But like it, it really dives into what it means to just kind of just let go and just yeah, it just goes. You know. He's, Life goes on and you're in it, but you're not really in it. A non-participant, you know? yeah. Right, just, right. You're just just living it. Drifting. <laughs> I, I like the line, um, when you saw about the pain in my head, the pain in my chest, I think I'm losing yeah. my hair. I'm thinking, Clint, you need to go to the doctor. <laughs> like, you might have <laughs> you might have some real problems there, bud. Cup of coffee in the morning, it's just food for the brain. <laughs> it's food for the brain. <laughs> Yeah, I just love man. He's just such a fantastic songwriter. Oh my gosh, the chorus is I think I personally think one of the greatest choruses in country music. Yeah. When we first decided to do this episode, I knew that song would be at least top two. Yeah. Gosh, I just love that line too, where he says, "I still drive that same old truck that the same, same old, old bank, bank still owns." Yep. Like, <laughs> right. The lights are on. Nobody's home. That's a clever song. 
Yeah. But I'll tell you what's not. What's that? Is um, every light in the house is on. I'll just say it right here, right now. <laughs> <laughs> every light. If she's smart, Trace, she's not coming back. <laughs> she made it clear she's not coming she, back. She's probably tired of paying that power bill, bud. I'm like, geez. <laughs> It's not necessary when the sun's out. (laughs) Okay, that's your number one. That's it. What you got? Number one for me, better man. Leaving here. It's just like the definitive Clint Black track for me. Yeah. That if it comes on, like I have to see it through. I have to sing every word to it. Yeah. Can't let it slide. Had a feeling that that was that was going to land on your number one once we got into this top three. Like, okay, okay. I think it's just like, you know, typically, especially in country music and at that time, if you get like a breakup song, it's kind of that like low down, lonesome, done me wrong. But this track kind of breaks that mold. Yeah, it does. It takes a much different approach. And it's like just with that concept of I'm leaving here a better man. We It's kind of like the lyrics of the song. It seems really personal. It's kind of yeah. like you're peeking over the shoulder of someone writing a really personal letter. Yeah. And like getting a peek at the page. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's very uh, just an introspective, like grateful appreciation of the experience that he's singing right. about. Yeah, and just he's just so clever for the way he writes it. It's just it's super, super. Just you can't beat that track for me. Yep, yep. Um, I think it is cool how different it is for a breakup song. Like things I couldn't do before, now I think I can. Yeah, like it's. It's wild to see positivity in this kind yeah. of song, you know? Like, and you watch him play that song, he's just, like, grinning so hard that of he course. looks like it's hurting. Like it's, yeah. It's like, man, like, <laughs> I don't even know what happened in this relationship, Clint, but you've made me feel better about this day. Like, let's go out there and get it. <laughs> let's go. We're better men now. I also love, like, coming out of the course, the little music break with, like, the little, like, harmony guitars. Like, da 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 Then uh, there's one that goes high. I'm like, okay, that, like, I'm so glad that they, they thought to put that in there. Yeah. It needs it. It fits. But, yeah, just sort of like an all-around, like, hey, this didn't work out, but. I'm I'm a better person having having known you and yeah we're good and you you know best of luck to you that's that's as pure and as beautiful as Clint Black himself <laughs> <laughs> we're all better men having listened to Clint you know <laughs> thank you hey top fifty he made it top fifty <laughs> top fifty <laughs> number one on my list most beautiful people in the world. <laughs> He can carry that to his grave, too. Yes. Like, he'll be 95 years old and be like, you know, once upon a time, I was in the top 50 most beautiful people in the world. Maybe even at 95, <laughs> he's still in there. Like, I don't imagine that he'll look any different because he doesn't look any different now, really, than he did in 89. He won't have any frown lines because he's the happiest man in all of existence. <laughs> he might get some smile lines, but, you know, those those are those are from pure joy. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna recap my uh, honorable mentions in my top five. Go for it. Okay, starting with our honorable mentions for me at number eight, put yourself in my shoes. Yep. No time to kill. Yep. I'll be gone. Uh, and then breaking into the top five, live and learn. Straight from the factory. Nobody's home. 
Killing Time and Better Man. Final Better Man. That's the one. <laughs> we'll put that on the playlist instead. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe we'll include it. Yeah. Sneak it in. <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> All right. Moving from my my MySpace top eight all the way down to number one. <laughs> number eight was when my ship comes in. You're gonna leave me again. Mm-hmm. again. Like the rain. Nothing but the tail lights. A good run of bad luck. Still don't know the words, and that's totally okay. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Killing time. A better man. And nobody's home. Well, <laughs> so close again. Like, <laughs> well, did you have any that almost made the cut that you wish you would have had room for? Oh, let me think here. I did have a few. Let me see. What did I have? Love and Blind. Yeah, that's that was a, my, one of mine too. That's a really good one. Uh, Burn One Down. Burn One Down is very good. Um, walking away also from killing time. Like, I don't know if anybody picked yeah. up on this, but my top five was all, my top yeah. six is all from killing time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it was unintentional. Like when I had made a playlist of songs <laughs> and like pulled some over, yeah. I was like, Oh, these are, these are all from killing time. Okay. Yeah. This is, uh, for me, I think maybe one of the best debut albums of all time in country music. Cause yeah. man, it's just front to back packed with hits. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't, I, I didn't realize that at first either that, that most of mine were going to be from Killing Time. Because the first thing I did was I went straight to Spotify and uh, downloaded, like, Clint Black Greatest Hits. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I got to looking like, holy cow, like, most of these songs are from Killing Time. <laughs> i tell you, the one that fought for my number eight spot was Where Are You Now? That's a good song. Where? What album's that on? That is on... I don't think I've heard that one or came across that one. You need you need to look it up. I I can't think off the top of my head which record it's from, but it is very good. Oh, it's from Put Yourself in My Shoes. I see it now. Yeah. Very, very good. And another one, which is the one I was alluding to with the harmonica intro, State of Mind. That's a good tune also. <laughs> like this is like a gigantic harmonica intro. <laughs> But it's it's a good song. It's a good solid song. Did not quite top eight or top five, but good song worth nonetheless. Jamming. nonetheless. Yeah, worth jamming. And that doesn't mean that he doesn't have more really good songs either. But as always, these are always a little difficult to have to pick. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's just our our personal favorites. Yeah. So don't feel excluded if we didn't mention your song. It's just that these are the ones that mean the most to us. Right, right. And like we said, if you don't think you know Clint Black, you totally do. You totally do. As soon as you go to that. And if you don't think you know what Clint Black looks like, just Google Flicka or Flicka 2. He's in both of them. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure you've seen both of those movies, so you'll recognize old Clint. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Holy cow, that looks like one of the 50 most beautiful people in the world. (laughs) It is. It is. I was right. (laughs) <laughs> put myself in Clint's shoes and see what it feels like to be one of the 50 most beautiful people in the world <laughs> well this has been a great time once yep. again once again episode 9 
Hope everyone enjoyed it. Hope everyone loves Clint. Yeah. If you if you don't yet, you're about to. Yeah. Um, if you enjoyed this and you enjoyed us, you know, uh, rate us, review. Yeah, five, five stars. star review. Um, if you're not part of our community on um, the socials, find us there on uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and most recently on TikTok now also. Yep, yep. We totally know what we're doing on there. Yeah, we're, you know, <laughs> we're doing it. Look at us. <laughs> Look, Wano hands. <laughs> But yeah, check us out on there. Uh, join in the conversation. Uh, enjoy the humor and the memes. Chat about the artist, the era, and all the hits with us. <laughs> I don't know how you guys, as the listeners, feel so far about how how more cohesive and everything that the shows are becoming. But one thing's for certain. The memes are just getting better and better. Yeah. <laughs> We're just continually advancing our game and... Pulling some deep cut memes for y'all from the '90s country era. <laughs> the the Judd's farewell and chill meme <laughs> has every time I see it, it cracks me yeah. up. That is so funny. <laughs> but yeah, if you're like us and you and you love '90s country and uh, and love the era, please join in the fun with us. Find us online. Yes, absolutely. and come back and listen again. Yeah, if if you're somehow just jumping in on this this random ninth episode, yeah. go back listen listen to the uh, the back catalog, as you could say. Yes, please do. Um, what a great one to jump in on because you know we're all we're all even here better people having known Clint this way. Hey, things that you couldn't do before, now I think you can. I'm, I wholeheartedly <laughs> think that you can. <laughs> as long as you're not killing Tom, you'll yeah. think you're good. <laughs> <laughs> well all right guys we love y'all <laughs> we appreciate you we're thinking about you every night and day just like little bubby child just like little bubby child <laughs> well give us our hats excuse me ma'am where's the door 